Hey there, welcome back. Let's hear some more news. Anything groovy's coming up on my touch. Viperdon loses it in criminal cases. Paranoia sets in four minutes ago. Viperdon lashes out as his demise continues. Political beatdown. Oh my gosh, it's live. Historically terrible One maniac the legal filing. Historically terrible. Political beatdown. One hour ago. Michael Cohen, we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. Donald Trump files his petition for certiorari before the United States Supreme Court based on the Colorado Supreme Court's order disqualifying Trump from the ballot in the state of Colorado. Also, Donald Trump filed one of the oddest whiniest motions I've, I think I've ever seen ever seeking contempt sanctions against special counsel Jack Smith because Jack Smith is voluntarily producing documents in the Washington DC criminal case while there is a stay as Donald Trump tries to advance this frivolous appeal on the issue of absolute presidential immunity also special counsel Jack Smith filed a motion in limine that Donald Trump is not required to respond to while the stay is in effect but Donald Trump argues in this very whiny motion for contempt sanctions that even the very filing of these things on the docket has turned the the federal criminal docket into a PR machine Donald Trump says for the Biden administration I mean when you read some of this stuff it would be so outlandish if it wasn't so frightening that these meritless frivolous claims have an audience in what is now known as the MAGA Republican Party but Cohen I think we just start off though by just showing you a clip from moments ago this is an oh interview with Alina Hava on a podcast that's now become kind of a, a right-wing podcast there's an earlier moment on the show also where they mention uh minus touch and i'll talk to you about that in just a moment but on this better on collectively than me alone right this is the caliber though of lawyering that we are dealing with and the type of discourse that is happening on the right wing their questioning of alina hava is about so do you think the reason that you are Trump's lawyer is because you are attractive? And then you'll, you'll hear what she says. But the very fact that this is a thing that's being asked of a supposed to be a professional arguing cases before courts of appeals and the Supreme Court and, and serious things, this is, what, this is what it's come down to in the MAGA world right here. As I like to say, fascism plus idiocracy. Uh -huh. You know, say what you will about Trump, alpha man. Right. You know, you, you you would suspect he picks an alpha guy, but he picks a feminine, smart, capable woman. Right. How much of you being an attractive, smart woman do you think played into a role in this? <laughs> to him or in the public? Because I can tell you it's been a double-edged sword. Yeah, well, it's been something I have had to deal with in the positive and in the negative. I don't think I would be on TV or sitting here if I didn't look the way I look. I think I caught attention. I'm, I'm very honest about that, and I don't mind. I'm, an, I'm not a feminist, okay? I believe in strong women, but I'm, I want my door opened. I, I am very much an old-school, my parents are Middle Eastern, old-school woman. 
I, huh. I, when I'm at home, I cook, I, I have a husband, I respect, I know how to turn it off. But do I not think that if, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll tell you something. Somebody said to me, Alina, would you rather be, uh, would you rather be smart or pretty? Huh. And I said, oh, easy, pretty. I can fake being smart. <laughs> but, I meet them all the time, Lena. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the honest truth, and it's going to make me, you know, I'm sure there'll be some Washington Post article about it tomorrow, Daily Beast, my favorite. But listen, like, you have to be honest. It doesn't hurt to be good looking in this world, in the PR world, on TV. It doesn't hurt. And when you're good looking, that's great, but it can also mean people think you're stupid or people think that President Trump hired me because I was good looking. That is absolutely not the case. And, uh, <laughs> and Cohen, we know that she watches this show. We know she watches this network. Uh, what is your response to her statement right well, now? Well, no, of course. I mean, Donald only hired her because she you know, is a genius and she is incredibly competent in the areas to which Donald Trump is now currently facing uh, four different uh, indictments. I mean, she, this is her field of expertise. I mean, what's the difference between high-end criminal law practice and parking lots? I mean, very little. So, yeah, I can understand. I mean, he hired her for her brains. I am, I am, def I am definite on you know on that proposition. <laughs> well, I want to break down though a few things about. Ellis like, made a breakdown. She's an idiot. I mean, well, 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 here's the, the the prompt. She happens to be good looking, so she's not wrong about that. But she happens to also be an idiot. And you know something? Her looks are not going to get him out of the legal trouble that he's currently facing. Look, the, the prompt, though, that this is an alpha male in Donald Trump, this is how he's been spending the entire morning, Michael Cohen. He's been posting harassing messages starting from the moment he woke up about E. Jean Carroll. And why do you think, and then why do you think that? Posting. Why do you think that they posting? Posting. Because not only is he not an alpha male, he is someone who has been found liable by a federal court for sexual abuse. And now, as he is approaching trial in January, in just a few weeks, he is terrified. And he I think it's a few days. I, ben, I don't think it's a few weeks. I don't know the exact amount. I, re I recall it was like the first week or so of January that the trial was supposed to begin with E. Jean Carroll. You may remember I had said to you and to the brigaders here once before that if this case was slated for February 1, Donald wouldn't even be thinking about it because to him, February 1, approximately a month, is like an eternity to him. He doesn't think about anything until it's right in front of his nose. And right now, the E. Jean Carroll case, which everybody, whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're independent, you know, whether you don't even give a shit, everybody knows that what Donald did, which was to repeat what he had just gotten estimate of five million dollars on for the defamation claim against E. Jean, he's going to get 
a multiple of that because the judge wants to send a message that this is just not acceptable behavior. You have already been not just warned not to do it, but you have been fined, found guilty by a jury of your peers. And now, less than 24 hours after that decision, you do it again. So this time, I think it's going to be a multiple of that $5 million verdict because it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be the warning to him that each time that you do this, the numbers are just going to keep going up and up and up. Yeah, so the E. Jean Carroll second trial, the first trial obviously resulted in a $5 million verdict against Donald Trump. The next E. Jean Carroll trial is scheduled for January 16th. And just to get a lens into just the pure incompetence of Donald Trump and his lawyers in this case, they failed to assert absolute presidential immunity. Now, I think it would have been rejected had they asserted it, but they did not even raise the issue for three years. So the Second Circuit Court of Appeals found that there was a waiver now that they're trying to assert absolute presidential immunity now. And the reason that they're even trying to claim that now is because the statements were made while Donald Trump was in office in 2019. That's what Donald Trump said at a uh, press conference. And also, there's just numerous other examples of incompetence here not uh, noticing the expert on time, uh, not filing the motions in limine to try to exclude E. Jean Carroll's expert, or filing it 10 months late. And then what do these Trump lawyers do once they've waived deadlines or they don't check boxes or they don't assert affirmative defenses? They then whine about it and they go, oh, oh, I know, oh, I know, I know the answer, Ben. What do they do? They go on stupid shows like that. They go on idiotic shows like Fox and Newsmax and OAN, and they plead their case. Or they allow Donald to go little thumb-happy first thing in the morning, saying all the nasty things that he can about E. Jean Carroll. You see, if she really had a brain, and if she really had any sway over the things that he's doing, you tell your client, don't do this. All of these tweets, all of these, you know, uh, truth social posts are going to be used in the upcoming trial, which will also include punitive damages. And every time that you do it, you're just exacerbating the amount that you're going to get fined with. I mean, that's what I would be saying to him. Knock it off. Just think about this. This is a fact. Donald Trump was found responsible for raping a woman in a civil trial by a jury and confirmed by a judge. And then, today, this morning, another fact. The person Donald Trump was found to have raped, Donald Trump has spent the morning tormenting her on social media posting all morning and let me just show it to you again i want to say it in these very clear terms and this is the leader of the republican party today this is the person who leads a party that wants to control the behavior of other americans take away the freedoms of americans that acts holier than thou this is their leader and by the way 
I would be remiss if I didn't mention that um, with these Epstein documents that dropped yesterday, there is a deposition transcript from one of the victims who testified at the deposition that was now unsealed that one of the places that Epstein brought her to or sent her to was a Trump-owned property. And you have it right here. We, as we were flying, Jeffrey said, why don't you go sit in the cockpit to check out the landing? So we were sitting there, and the pilots told me to go back and tell him that we can't land in New York and that we were going to have to land in Atlantic City. Jeffrey said, great, we'll call up Trump. And we'll go to, I don't recall the name of the casino, but we'll go to the casino. In addition to his name, Trump's name appearing seven times on the flight logs. And, you know, I, and there it is right there on the flight logs. Seven times it appears. And I guess the legacy media, what, what, Cohen, is this? Is it too much for them to handle? Do they, do they not understand the moment right now or do they genuinely just want to see fascism and think this behavior should be normalized because that's exactly what they do we'll talk a little bit in the show about a new story about donald trump making about eight million dollars from foreign governments and adversaries five of which came from the government of china president xi while donald trump was in office and that's in addition to numerous other foreign payments in excess of a hundred million dollars that Donald Trump had made from uh, foreign countries while he was in office. Okay, and, and let's not let, let's not jump the gun before we finish with this young lady uh, who made the statements under oath in that deposition transcript. Uh, somewhere down the line, I think it's extremely important that every single time that there's something which is negative or disgusting like the accusations or the um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein scenario doesn't necessarily mean that Donald Trump was involved in it, right? Uh, Because on this show, one of the things that we promise all of you is that it's fact-based. We're not passing judgment. We don't have the information. But my understanding from that deposition is there's no allegation in it that Trump engaged in sexual misconduct with the person that was giving the deposition. I, again, have not seen the full document. I've only seen the same things that are being released and reported on. But until such time, that is not supposed to be the, oh, that's it, we got him. Now we can't vote for him because he's a, you know, he's an underage sexual predator, right? I mean, we've seen this before, and it should have nothing to do with the reason why Donald Trump should be disqualified from being president. The fact of the matter is when you see his actions literally just towards E. Jean Carroll, how can you possibly want somebody with such limited self-control over an issue that he's created for himself? Could you imagine what this person is capable of doing in the event that it is of something more significant, like the United States having to enter a war 
Yeah. The United States needing to back Ukraine or to back Israel or to back one of our allies against our adversaries? The answer is no. And that's where it now ties in to all of the money that Donald Trump collected from these foreign adversaries into his companies because what it shows you is that there is a connection between Trump personally and these countries, these adversaries, and knowing Trump the way we all do, knowing him the way that I do, he is 100% willing to sell the United States, to sell democracy down the drain for his own financial benefit. And that's what we're doing. Now people say, yeah, but he wouldn't do it for $8 million. He's worth $10 billion. First of all, he's not worth $10 billion. Second of all, it's not the amount of money. It's the fact that it is taken by him, his companies, from an adversary and not reported, which goes to honesty. It goes to credibility. It goes to putting Criminality. the United States second to his own personal interest. And you know who does things like that? Monarchs, dictators, viewers, supreme leaders, not presidents. Cohen, I believe that everything else Donald Trump does that we talk about, obviously his conduct relating to the insurrection, the emoluments, I can go on and on, is all disqualifying. But, you know, here's where I think I would gently push back on what you just said, and I think we could have a little discussion here. I think Donald Trump's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein is disqualifying, period, full stop. And let me explain why. If President Biden made this statement, here's my query. Would he be disqualified? I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. If President Biden had ever said that, he'd be disqualified by me. I would not support him in a second. If you said, here are the flight logs of somebody who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein, and I looked at it, and it says, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, and then says, I've known this man for 15 years, and uh, he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them on the younger side, that, that would be disqualifying for me. If Here's the clip that we showed on the last time. Here's what he says about an 18-year-old woman, uh, Lindsay Lohan, if President Biden went on a show in the past ever and talked about women this way at all, he'd be disqualified in my book. Here, play, play that clip. So, what do you think of Lindsay Lohan? I think she's hot. There's something there, right? Yes, you have to like freckles. I've seen a, a you know, close-up of her chest. Yes. And a lot of freckles. Are you into freckles?
as disgusting as the relationship that he had with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's not forget about the comment that Donald made about his own daughter on The View. That I find, forget about the, I mean, is disgusting as underage, you know, um, you know, sex with a perverted old man like that is. I mean, then to talk about your own child that way, you know, that's a whole nother level of perversion. I do, however, again, I want to go back and say, you know, that unless we have the actual proof of anything more than, you know, look, Bill Clinton was on Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island, you know, many times, flew with him many times. You don't know if Trump went with Epstein back to Palm Beach because he wanted to save money on gas on his airplane and Epstein offered him a flight. You know, we don't know the reason why. I mean, Clinton was on it. Uh, I mean, Bill Gates was on it. I mean, there's some very heavy hitters that are on it. That doesn't mean that they engaged in, you know, these, these disgraceful and disgusting proclivities. I do want to say, and I, and, I, and I say this, you know, that in and of itself should not be the, hey, now I can't vote for Donald Trump. There's so many more things that Trump has done and said over the course of the last three years. The actions even just against E. Jean Carroll, they should all be disqualified. The fact that he's taken money from our adversaries, the fact that he shits on our allies for the benefit of our adversaries, all of these things, plus a million more things, should all be disqualified. The fact that he truly believes that the Constitution doesn't apply to him, the fact that he wants to strip the legislative body and the judiciary of their rights and conferred upon himself, the fact that he was involved in an insurrection, the fact, the fact, the fact, the fact, and yada, 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 these should all be disqualifying factors. Not just the fact that he, you know, that he palled around with disgraceful and disgusting Jeffrey Epstein. Well, Clinton's not, uh, I'm going to move on, but, but Clinton's not running for office right now. So, yeah, I could say what Clinton uh, did is absolutely abhorrent as well. And if Clinton were to be running right now, he should be held to the exact same standards. Bill Gates' wife I left agree him. You. I agree with you on yeah. that. Bill Gates' wife, Melinda, left him because of that relationship. The same way Bill Gates should be disqualified, I think, from running for president. The same logic would hold. And the MAGA Republicans want to create create this both sidesism. That's why they go after Hunter's nudes that are consensual, and they try to conflate these issues and get us distracted. By the way, Hunter Biden's not running for the presidency. Exactly, either. and that's right. what they try to you know so that we don't look here or we go. Ah, it's just a it's just a both sides issue. But to your point, one of these stories that broke today, although we've known about this for a long time, or these emolument violations by Donald Trump. This was a report by the Democratic House Oversight Committee, and I like that they are going on the offensive here, and they are putting out their own reports while MAGA Republicans do nothing and engage in what performative stunts at the border, while President Biden tries to give $14 billion for more border agents, and then the MAGA Republicans are like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want that 
now. We don't we don't want border money. We want you just to shut it down. We, we don't we're not looking for money. It's just the, the dumbest stuff that MAGA Republicans are engaged in. And while MAGA Republicans are focusing their time on the fact that when President Biden was not the president and not the vice president and loaned Hunter Biden after Hunter Biden was recovering from drug addiction, uh, $4,000 for a uh, truck loan. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. That, that's, whoa. What, that's what MAGA Republicans are focused on. Here is from the Democratic House Oversight Report um, that it was uh, $7.8 million that they've been able to identify in direct payments from foreign governments to Donald Trump while he was in office. But to be clear, these records only relate to two years while he was in office and just 20 of the more than 190 nations in the world because that's the only records they were able to get because Donald Trump objected to get it turning over these records for many many years and this is in addition to other monies donald trump made from foreign countries in general over a hundred million dollars while he was in office that an organization 160 million dollars while he was uh, in office and that's in addition to jared kushner scoring two billion dollars from the saudis uh, and in addition to another 1.5 billion dollars from other mid-east nations scoring two billion dollars from the saudis uh, and in addition to another 1.5 billion dollars from other mid-east nations yet the MAGA republicans you're also unfortunately forgetting lost the 600 uh-huh. you're listening to the chickens playing music playing piano and uh, political beatdown. Diaper Don lashes out as his demise continues. $140 million that Jared and Ivanka scored during the four years that they were um, special advisors to the president. They earned $640 million over their four years in the White House, excluding all the other things that Ben, you just identified. And yet... MAGA Republicans don't care. Don't. Everything is hypocrisy. Whether it's kind of financial corruption, the MAGA Republicans are always doing it. They want to preach morality, and then their leaders are always the one having threesomes and then being accused of sexual abuse, and their leaders have been found liable for sexual abuse, and it happens over and over again, and they're the ones who want to judge. And Americans... We're just going to have to band together in this pro-democracy community because legacy media, they're not going to do the job. They're pathetic. Every single day, what they're going to do from now until the election is try to find some poll, ignore polls that are good for President Biden, find some polling that's bad and just push that lazy story every single day. That's what legacy media is going to do. And then you're going to have right wing media, the propaganda networks, just spew propaganda every single day. And MAGA Republicans are going to be out there trying to undermine things that President Biden's trying to do to find bipartisan solutions. Like, let's be clear, President Biden is saying, I will compromise on the border. I He's recognize that been since day number one, since day one of taking office, he has been trying to do things in order to fix what we all know is a broken border. And, and I 
want people to understand, and I know I'm certainly not the first person, nor will I be the last to say this, but the border and immigration law in America has been fucked up for more than five decades. All right, this didn't just happen the other day. This didn't just show up when Joe Biden became president of the United States. This immigration problem has existed for more than five decades. Uh, maybe maybe six or seven. I don't know the exact number, but it is at least five decades. Our immigration system is broken. And there are so many things that this administration, this Biden administration, is trying to accomplish. And every time they try to move the, the needle slightly forward, they get the resistance from the GOP. They get the resistance from the Republican Party. And you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, and it is so important for this to just sink into people's heads, like, you know, the McDonald's hamburger jingle, that if there is one party that wants to interfere in another party's ability to move things forward for the benefit of the country, it is now virtually impossible for that other party to accomplish anything. There is no bipartisan relationships anymore. Even though there have been some bipartisan bills passed, the extensive amount of bills, or I should say the limited number of bills that have been passed as a result of the GOP's continuous interference is astonishing. And that's why 2024 needs to be a referendum on failure to have bipartisan relations. Otherwise, this country cannot move forward. The only way it will ever move forward is if you have a president, a Senate, and a, um, and a, a House of Representatives that are all the same party, which Trump had, and still he accomplished nothing. And, and you notice the bipartisanship issue is not a both sides issue and who's preventing it. It is MAGA Republicans trying to thwart it. And notice their plan. That's what I always want to lay out in these shows. you got to recognize what their plan is. They recognize that the economy is heading in the right direction. And also, crime is down. So those are their two issues that they were going to say. High inflation, but Biden got inflation under control. There needs to be a lot of work there. But by and large, he's done a pretty good job after Donald Trump added $8 trillion in debt. Also, crime is at historical lows. I know MAGA Republicans want to say the contrary, but often crime's actually the highest in red states and not blue states when you actually break down the data. And red counties and red cities. So what do MAGA Republicans do when they return in 2024? It's their concerted plan. Invasion, 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 and then use all of these kind of false stats. There will be 12 million people, the same amount of people that live in Ohio who are invading the United States because of Biden. They all go down to the border. They say they're going to shut down the government unless the border is shut down. And when you have 
a, a, a world that is flat and you have to engage in trade and commerce with your neighbors. You can't just shut down all of the borders without economic crisis. So you have MAGA Republicans regrouping and they go, we got to change the message. We got to hit this invasion, invasion, invasion. And for them, all they have to do in their mind and push it out on social media is have these videos of when they call them the caravans. And often, if you actually look into where these photographs are taken, they're usually not taken at the border between America and Mexico. They're usually at Mexico's southern border in cities there where people are coming from South American countries in, and they're claiming that that's the United States of America. And then they basically show people from South America and they go invasion, 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 invasion. And then President Biden goes, well, I'm, let me help. We need more border agents. Let me give you $14 billion. And then what do the MAGA Republicans say? No, 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 that's not going to work. You, you got to shut it all down because they are the arsonists. They are the arsonists when it comes to the economy, getting us in debt. They are the arsonists when it comes to immigration. They are the arsonists over and over again. We'll talk about that and more. I want to take our first quick break, but uh, I want to talk some of the legal news and I want to get your opinion on some of these things we've just been talking about, Michael Cohen. Let's take our first quick break. Working hard, hosting a home or a business, having something to leave your family. Denomination. Thanks for 314k. It's just law enforcement. Come on, man. So this is Diaper Don lashes out as his demise continues. Come on, dudes. Want to show me some more? You want to show me some more? So anyway, what do you guys think? Far? To get fifty dollars off your Lomi, that's fifty dollars off Lomi. when you head to lomi.com/beat, B-E-A-T, and use promo code beat at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. You're welcome. You're welcome. Welcome back to Political Beatdown, Michael Cohen with the boxing gloves right there. And Cohen, I was reflecting during the ad break, too, of just all of these made-up issues that MAGA Republicans want to push. Remember critical race theory, CRT, every day, CRT, 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 this CRT, that. They're invading our schools with CRT. Have you even, I haven't even heard any of the CRT stuff anytime. Now they've moved on to DEI, DEI, it's all DEI, and, you know, and, and they push these things to try to just like divide Americans. Scare, scare you is what it's about. It's not about CRT, it's not even about DEI, it's about them infecting our nation's blood. That's where that's where you start hearing everything today. You're you're right, Ben. You know they go from one scare tactic to another. That's the that's the Republican game plan. Yep. Take a look at uh, this right here. This is Alina Haba saying that uh, Donald Trump has uh, 
deep concerns about the Supreme Court. And I always love when uh, an attorney like Alina Haba breaches attorney-client privilege. He has also voiced some concern that a court that has, you know, he appointed uh, three of the justices uh, to the Supreme Court and it gave a, the conservatives a supermajority. He is concerned that they are going to look as if they're trying not to rule in his favor and might rule against him. What do you say about that, Alina? Yeah, that's a, that's a concern that he's voiced to me. Um, he's voiced to everybody publicly, not privately. And I can tell you that his concern is a valid one. You know, Republicans are conservative. They get nervous. They unfortunately are uh, sometimes shy away from being pro-Trump because they feel that even if the law's on our side, uh, they swayed much like the democratic side right so they're trying so hard to look neutral that sometimes they make the wrong call um and i just encourage them to really look at the law and the constitution it's a very clean cut martha there's no there's no politics that should be involved in this it's just simply american and if the justices read the law as i do as as most americans and attorneys do even dershowitz who's a known liberal um it's just a simple decision and it should have nothing to do with if you're a republican or a democrat so i don't know it's maggie i'm a friend i'm a friend of maggie even though we're on different sides of the coin, but she's right. The president's always concerned about people worrying about that. So she says Republicans are conservative. She doesn't even know what conservative means. She goes, therefore, they are nervous. And in trying to appear neutral, that is why they are going to rule against Donald Trump. And then she cites Dershowitz. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Donald Trump's mouthpiece, as the reason why her argument is whatever she says. It's not even an argument. And I was going to ask you that. What was her argument there? What was the point that she was trying to get? She was trying to say that if Donald Trump loses, it's because the Supreme Court wants to appear neutral and not in his pocket because he appointed it. Because he appointed three of the justices right, and six are right wing. So because they're conservative, they, according to her, they get nervous and they don't want the public to think that they love Trump. So they're going to rule against him in the 14th Amendment, Section 3 disqualification appeal, as well as in the absolute presidential well, immunity. Well, you know, I, I've been obviously listening to all the pundits and then there's, you know, Ellie Honig, uh, who you see, he's a political, uh, a legal uh you know, analyst over on CNN, and I know Ellie very, very well, and I have a lot of respect and regard for him. He actually believes that Trump will be victorious in this uh, 14th Amendment argument. Now, I've heard many different scholars on both sides uh, plead their case, and to the contrary of what Alina is saying, most people believe that the Supreme Court does not want to seem political, despite the fact that if you just, if you took Donald Trump out of the, out of this scenario, and somebody who is not the Donald Trump, not the leader of the Republican Party and the potential and most probable uh, nominee for the GOP in, in an election in under a year, that the Supreme Court would have a different response to what many people think is going to be a brush under the table 
which is to allow him to be on the ballot. And personally, I'm hoping, and that's why I constantly say on this show and every show that I do, including my own, my Mea Culpa podcast, make sure that you're registered to vote. And don't just take care of yourself. Now is the time you have to take care of your, you know, of your family members, of your neighbors, your colleagues, your co-workers, your friends. Make sure that they, too, are registered to vote and make sure that come 2024, November election, that we have a blue tidal wave that just drowns the entire GOP, that drowns Trumpism once and for all. Because all of these folks don't give a shit about America. They only care about their own power and their own title. And so the more that we're able to get rid of them based upon elections, the faster the remaining ones will jump ship like the bunch of assholes that they are. Let me give you empirical proof. Empirical proof. Not me doing argument. Empirical proof that... uh, Donald Trump, to your point right there, I'm going to prove that uh, he doesn't respect or support our Constitution. I I can prove it empirically. I can prove it through actual data and statements that he made over the past week. Just use statements he made. I'm not going to even go back. I'll just go through statements that have been made in in, in the past week. In his petition for certiorari, on the disqualification order by the Colorado Supreme Court, Donald Trump's appeal to the United States Supreme Court, asking the United States Supreme Court to strike down what the Colorado Supreme Court did. What is Donald Trump's main argument here? His main argument, or one of the main arguments, to be fair, it's one of the main arguments, that he took some other oath than the one set forth in the Constitution, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, And this mirrors the argument that Donald Trump made to the Colorado Supreme Court that is now involved in this Supreme Court petition for certiorari. And here's what it says. This is Trump's brief. This isn't me saying Donald Trump said this. This is what Trump put down on paper. Trump did not take an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. And then you have Donald Trump saying he took a different oath and then it says he did not take an oath to support the Constitution. So just just think about that. We all saw him take the oath. And, and what he wants to parse words and say, he never said he was going to support the Constitution. His oath is somehow different. You didn't take an oath to support the United States Constitution. And you're putting that in an argument before the United States Supreme Court. So that's what he argues for 14th Amendment Section 3, why he should not be disqualified. Then on the criminal case, he goes, look, you accept as true every single thing that Jack Smith alleges in the indictment in the Washington, D.C. criminal case, except everything that Jack Smith said that I did as true, I'm entitled to absolute presidential immunity and that there is no judicial remedy in the criminal or civil world that could ever address my behavior is what Trump argues in his reply brief. And in Trump's reply brief, he just continues to go on to say that the uh, there was no insurrection and that actually what Trump's conduct was, was mm-hmm. that he was telling everybody to be peaceful and he tried mm-hmm. to stop everything 
uh, from from happening there. And Trump says that he told everyone to be peaceful and, and to go home and that uh, the facts are being um, misstated by special counsel Jack. Sure, sure, they, sure they are. But you know what, Ben? I got to tell you, he's a liar, which we all know. And you know how you know that he lied about taking an oath to protect the Constitution? We all saw it when he was sworn in as president of the United States. Of course, it was the largest, largest gathering ever in presidential <laughs> history, meaning that more Americans heard what Donald said at the time that he was sworn in. And just to remind everybody, the oath that he took states, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will do the best of my ability to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. He, he himself is making an argument that is contrary to the oath that he took when he was sworn in as President of the United States. And I do truly hope that that is brought up when Donald Trump and his crackerjack team of lawyers appear before the Supreme Court. You know, you said before that you think that Donald Trump's likely going to be the nominee for the Republican Party. And I know that, that, that that's probably, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. And I've been saying this a lot on the show, that I think that Iowa's not going to be a blowout and it's going to start There'll be a new narrative that develops with the media saying, is he as strong as we thought he was? Y'all are just repeating what Donald Trump is saying. <laughs> You're getting your narrative from his words. You're not looking at the data. And then, by the way, you look at New Hampshire. The, the thing that Trump has going for him in Iowa is that DeSantis has run just the worst campaign, starting mm -hmm. with that weird Twitter spaces thing that he did. <laughs> and at every step, DeSantis, the way he like eats food and he wipes his boogers on people, just his own personal <laughs> like hygiene and behavior is so off-putting, not to mention the fact that he, he doesn't even criticize Donald Trump, really, and is just like a, another version of him, so he can't really yeah. separate from the fact. But that's what Trump has going for him in Iowa. Otherwise, I actually think DeSantis could have won Iowa, and Nikki Haley, I thought, would win New Hampshire. But if you just look right now at, at some of these stats you know that, that, that you have right now, this is from Simon Rosenberg, who's always been data-driven, and when there was that whole red wave narrative that the media was pushing, we had brought Simon on to our show, and Simon was saying the exact opposite of red wave, red wave. And Simon and what we were saying on the show with Simon and Tom Bonnier and others, we were just going into the data. We were saying, the media, why are you saying this when we see all of the early votes are showing the exact opposite of what you're saying? And there are tens of millions of them. But look what Simon's saying. About 35 to 40 percent of Republicans are not supporting Donald Trump nationally. The majority of Republicans are not with him in early states. The GOP has meaningfully splintered and keeps losing elections. Olympian level negatives for Donald Trump's, which will make it near impossible for him to win. And then you look at the results that some of these, this polling in New Hampshire, which again shows Nikki Haley within the margin of error, 
even after she's made a few missteps, but with Donald Trump right there. Um, and you just take a look at it like if you compare, you know, you know, Biden as a write-in in New Hampshire, like not even on the, the ballot, but as a write-in is, is just destroying, you know, that, that Phillips guy who's given, you know, so it, it, you, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you finish up because I want to tell you exactly why legacy media, not Midas touch network, but legacy media, continue to regurgitate the Trump message and keep talking about how he is winning, inevitable. how he is beating, right, it is inevitable that he will inevitable. beat Joe Biden. And the reason, the reason why that I, I'm going to let you finish because I interrupted you in the middle of sentence, but the reason that they do it is because it brings in ad dollars, because that's how they make their money. Imagine for a quick second, Ben, that or brigaders imagine for a quick second that legacy media cnn msnbc abc fox whoever nbc cbs it makes no difference they turn around and they said a poll was done today where joe biden is beating president uh, former president donald j trump by 23 points there is absolutely no way that this that the evening is going to go into the wee hours of the morning and the and the entire election will be decided by no later than 10 p.m on election night okay great now who's watching them who gives a shit that's it right it's over joe biden's already won it's 11 months before they are going to drag this out day in and day out to keep you glued to their television about the latest poll about you know the latest pundit that has you know the answer to whether or not trump is going to become the 40 you know the 47th president of the united states and whether or not that's going to be the end of our democracy and whether and whether and whether and whether that's the whole goal. They are figuring out how to, they don't really give a shit which way this all goes. This is all about dollars and cents. And the reason why, like, for example, here on Political Beatdown, you get the truth. You don't get innuendo. You get the naked, raw, unaffected truth from Ben and I as to what's really going on. Because we're not in the pockets of advertisers. Right. Uh, it's why we all ask so many of you to join us as well on Patreon, which Ben, of course, will do his shtick towards the end here. It's so important. We are not subject. Our conversation with you, raw and unfiltered, is not the result of advertisers and for eyeballs. Right. The more eyeballs for us, the better is a community. The more eyeballs for them, the more profitability that they make. And that's what it's all about. And what I'm so thrilled that I think we can accomplish in 2024, which has never been done before, is we could break the paradigm of legacy media doing exactly, Cohen, what you say they're going to do. And I know that's always the way it's been, and that's their plan to have this horse race but what we're going to do here on the Midas Touch Network is I don't even watch what's on legacy media. I don't I don't figure out what this show looks like based on 
what's being reported in the news. That's why I think this show has a different feel to it than watching a legacy media show. They could come and copy this. I welcome them. You want to compete on pro-democracy terms? Compete on pro-democracy terms. One of the things that I really want to do, I want to reach out to people who I vehemently disagree with on lots of policy, but ultimately forge alliances when it comes to preserving, protecting, and defending our democracy or supporting our democracy, which Donald Trump says that he does not, they never took an oath to do. So, you know, when I saw this video of this Nikki Haley voter, uh, and, and this went viral, this is the kind of person who, do I understand why he's supporting Nikki Haley? I, I, I don't. I can never imagine ever supporting Nikki Haley, although I guess if you are, if you've been a Republican all your life, it just maybe it's just very hard to kind of get out of that mindset of the whole party's betrayed you, whatever. But to me, this is like the Rosetta Stone. This, this is what I said to our editorial team when I saw this video. I said, this voter right here is the Rosetta Stone. This is the key. This unlocks everything. And this is where I think people ultimately uh, make their decision come the election of 2024 in November, where people who are Republicans in the primaries say this. To me, this right here unlocks so much that I want to keep on studying it and, and understanding it and, and, and building bridges. It, it's that existential. Here, play this clip. So Donald Trump will likely be the Republican nominee. If that is the case, will you support whoever the nominee were? No, I wouldn't support Donald Trump. I voted for Joe Biden last time. I would do the same again if, if that were the, the race. Wow. Is there something Donald Trump could do to win over your support from Biden if that were the eventual case? Not at this point. <laughs> I'm so too is late. there something he did to especially sour you from him? There, there are a lot of things. That's a tough one to answer. But you know, January 6th in particular, I think this is an election about democracy, and I would ultimately choose democracy over political issues, even though I probably align more with him on a lot of the issues. One last thing I want to ask you. There are some rumors that Nikki Haley may be um, his VP pick. In that case, what would you think, and could you support him if she was his VP? I wouldn't support him under any circumstance. Um, and I would say the likelihood of her being his VP, I think, is really low. Um, Tucker Carlson and a whole bunch of the of the right wing media is already 100% against this. I don't see him doing it. I think her, her support of Ukraine is is critical. It's probably the top issue of the election for me. It's on foreign policy at this point, on deficit reduction. I think she's miles ahead of Donald Trump on both. Absolutely. I know actually in the Republican Party, support for Ukraine is kind of divided, 50-50. She's made the case for Ukraine out here today. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you think about the Republican Party being kind of split on this issue? I think she's 100% right. The invasion of Ukraine is wrong. It's divisive. It's unethical. And she stands on the right side of history. So, Ben, think about it for a second. Take this guy. First of all, we should take him out and get him a beer, that's for sure. But take this guy. He is representative of what you had just shown um, from Rosenberg, where there is a massive portion. You don't see that on legacy media. They don't want you to see that. They find the idiot, the one with the four teeth and the three brain cells, that will tell you that Donald is president of the United States right now. Let me go one step further, Ben, and ask you this. And I want my brigaders to think about this as well. Imagine if Trump gets convicted of any one of the four indictments that he's currently facing. 
just imagine that. And at the time that he's going into the general election, he's actually behind bars. He's running the campaign from behind bars. Imagine how much money legacy media is going to pull in Basically, having people's eyeballs drawn to their station, it will be enormous. It will be bigger than the amount of money that they said that they had earned in 2016 when Trump first started running. I want people to think about that and then why they don't show someone like this young man or show other Republicans who will say the same thing. I couldn't vote for Donald Trump. Under any circumstance, whether it's January 6th, whether it's the fake electors, whether it's the campaign finance, under whether it's because of the E. Jean Carroll case, under the other thousand other things that Donald Trump has done or said that poses a threat to our democracy and the Constitution, why are they not showing these individuals? Because, again, it's not good for their business. Michael Cohen, I couldn't uh, agree more with you there. That's, that's why we're giving them the two-finger salute. Da, 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 da. Fuck mm. you, legacy media. How's that? <laughs> there you have it, folks. All right, everybody, we're going to do our after show now at patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown. We don't have uh, outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. The way we build this network is through those pro-democracy sponsors. By the way, great ad read, Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, if you uh, like it, if, if you liked it, so while we're still on, smash the blue heart. Just so I know. If not, I'll have to redo another one. Oh, no, your ad read was fire, and uh, <laughs> not your fire. It was fire in a good way. And you can check the uh, descriptions below to get the uh, the discount codes for all of those sponsors. So check that out right now. Um, and we'll be at patreon.com slash political beatdown for an after show that we're about uh, to do. And that's one of the ways to help uh, financially support the network and, and this uh, show, given that we don't have outside investors. So thank you, everybody, for watching this we appreciate you so much and uh have a great weekend we'll, we'll be back soon make sure you share these videos hit the like button uh subscribe to this channel we're almost at two million subs check out cohen's other podcast mea culpa the mea culpa blue right there wherever audio podcasts are available subscribe to the political beatdown on political beatdown. Well. and uh, we'll see you next time on beatdown shout out to great show breaking great Freaking great show. Fall in a competition. Marius touch. Seven K likes. <laughs>